Hey, my friends, it's Nate Short, and welcome to a special episode of Run Your Business Like a Business, a podcast where we explore better ways of how to run your real estate business more like a real business and at the same time have a life outside real estate. Hey, I'm your host, Nate Short, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today with this episode. And I've spent the last 20 years working as a top-performing realtor, while at the same time studying business strategy, human psychology, and really deep diving into how to help real estate agents be better at their craft. And I created ROS, which stands for the Rib Lab Operating System, an acronym for Run Your Business Like a Business, to explore and educate agents about topics such as creating a vision and goals for your business, building your team, improving your systems, improving productivity, creating accountability, and really challenging yourself to up your game and make an impact. My goal, inspired by my own personal journey, is to help real estate agents create dynamic, fun, profitable real estate businesses while at the same time having amazing life balance, energy, and passion for living your best life. And so if that's what you're looking for, that's what we're doing here today. And just as a reminder, if you want to go to another level of development, both personally and professionally, be sure to check out our coaching programs at fitforgrowth.com, where we believe that coaching is the key to achieving your goals and living your best life. And the best part is it's science base so we know it works because it's time to level up my friends it's time to take your life back it's time to find that focus and that competence and that vibrancy again and i'd love to be your coach into fuller levels of high performance now without further delay let's jump into today's episode all right i'm super excited to have you with us today for this very important topic. We're going to continue the discussion on our ROS system. Now, for those of you who maybe haven't listened to a previous session um, or podcast here on the show, um, what I've done is I have created a new type of coaching platform essentially for real estate agents, and I'm calling it ROS. And the R is uh, stands for Rib Lab, which is an acronym for Run Your Business Like a Business. And Gosh, I started that back in like 2013, 14, really coming out of the Great Recession and everything that I learned uh, coming out of that. And then I saw other agents go through an experience and all the ups and downs. And really, that was the motivation behind becoming a coach and starting, you know, more of a, a coaching and training business. And so in this session, I'm going to just continue the discussion because we're going to have a lot of different sessions where we're going to be walking through the different components of ROS and uh, two sessions ago, we talked about kind of the overall structure, which is really giving people a fundamental um, understanding of certain pillars that we know that if you focus on, you can really run a great business. And it also uh, correlates and kind of runs parallel to your life as well. So um, it's pretty interesting. And the, and the seven pillars are vision, um, people, process, purpose productivity, courage, and energy. And so during these uh, sessions, I'm just going to be going deeper into each one. And we're starting, of course, with the vision pillar, which is and most people think about in terms of business plans or business plan. But um, here, what we're talking about is a little bit broader type of a look at business planning and how it um, and, and, and the different components that you really need to think about to run a great business and then also have great life balance. 
And in the last session, we talked about the first part of that. So we, we basically take eight, we have eight questions that we ask um, agents to consider and to think through to develop their, their plan. And the first question is really focusing on core values and core values, of course, well, I never really t thought about core values as far as running my little, you know, real estate business. Um, but I understand now how important they are. And when I look around and I see companies that are super successful, if you do a little research on them, you, you, you can see what their core values are. And those core values really resonate throughout their marketing. They resonate, you know, in the, in the messaging that they're putting out there. They resonate in how they are hiring people and the people that they're selecting. Uh, and it's really, you know, great guiding principles to run your business by. And so um, the goal with the last session was to have you come up with three to five or, or actually three to seven core values that have really made you successful to this point that you really believe in. And uh, those will become very important. So having those written down uh, is super important. The second question in that, which is the topic for today, is diving more into who your ideal client is or your co core focus, your niche. And when I ask agents, you know, I've coached over 4,000 real estate agents, most of them, they don't really have um, a core focus. You know, I'll ask them, well, who do you want to, you know, who's your, who is your ideal client? And they think, oh gosh, you know, they really can't come up with somebody. They're just thinking, you know, it's just anybody that wants to buy or sell. And, uh, I've learned over the years that having a core focus is su super important. And as I've observed other agents who are really, really successful, I've asked myself, oh, you know, what are they doing that's different? And do they have a focus and do they have a niche? And all of them have some kind of focus. Like nobody just shoots from the hip that's running at super high levels. And I'm talking like, say, if you're doing $500,000 of gross uh, income per year, you know, that's really top level types of real estate. And of course, a lot of these people are doing a million to $3 million a year uh, in real estate. And when you ask them like who their core focus is or who, who their ideal client is, you know, they're really able to tell you uh, who that is and, and how they focus. And that helps them determine where they're spending their marketing dollars. And there's a whole bunch of benefits around having an ideal client. But in this session, what I wanted to do was go through um, kind of the philosophy or the, you know, how you might go about thinking about who your ideal client is if you can't come up with something right now. You know, a lot of agents that are in the business, um, their, maybe their parents were in the business or you know, they got exposed to real estate and they just kind of fell into it and, um, you know, the, and, and, and they just started doing the business and they were successful because they were able to see, you know, what was working for their parents or maybe they were, you know, mentored by somebody that was in real estate. And yet, um, I think this is kind of next level coaching is to get really people to think about who is their ideal client. And I think about it in a, in a couple different ways. I mean, I, first of all, a lot of coaches will coach just on sphere. Uh, you know, Ninja is a classic example of that. Um, the core training out of North Carolina is a classic example of that. And we know from our research and our studies that uh, that that sphere-based businesses, because it's such a relationship business, are the most profitable businesses. And yet, you know, we had companies like Zillow emerge, and now, you know, you could advertise on Zillow and get leads. And so this whole, and as the internet has grown, you know, getting these, these non-sphere-based 
leads has become a, a big thing. And so uh, I think you have to think about when you're thinking about your ideal client, think about it in terms of do I want more of a sphere based business or do I want a, you know, a business that's more, say, focused on a specific niche where I can become really an expert in that area. So an example might be, let's say you have a, you know, you want to focus on downtown condominiums. Uh, you could become the specialist in that, or maybe it's a golf course homes, or maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, luxury properties above $5 million, you know, whatever it is, if you can develop an expertise in a specific area, then you don't necessarily need to have that sphere. But I think generally speaking, when you talk to most industry experts and you see most really successful agents, they do have their sphere is a big part of their their business. But thinking about this in terms of these two these two areas, so you can have a sphere-based business, you can have a non-sphere-based business that's focused on a specific vertical, or you can have a blend of both. And um, most agents, you know, do have a blend of both, but one kind of dominates. And so, um, so I want to talk a little bit about different types of, of, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to start with your sphere, of course, you know, that's, that's kind of like step one to be putting together a database of everybody, you know, that is at the core of our coaching and our training that we're doing. But you know, what happens if you want to augment that, or you want to supplement that? And what happens if you want to go more into a, a vertical? I think at different times, one of the things I learned over the years is at different times, you're going to need to have different parts of the business going because the business doesn't always stay the same, especially when you're into um, a shift like we saw back in 2008, where you're, you know, the sphere wasn't buying. I mean, we went from point, well, we went from like one, one and a half months supply to 13 months supply within a few months. And that's incredible. I mean, if you've been working in the industry now for the last few years, our, our inventory has been at 0 0.3, 0 0.5 or less, definitely less than one month supply. And so there's different parts of the businesses that are doing really well. Like if you're on the buy side, it's been very, very difficult. But if you're on the sell side, it's been really amazing as long as you could get people to list with you. Um, but I remember back in 2008, you know, my sphere wasn't buying and I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do? You know, what, what am I, how am I going to make a living? How am I going to provide for my kids? I had a, a two-year-old and a five-year-old and so I started thinking, hmm, I had read this book Shift by Gary Keller, which is an amazing book. Uh, and they talked about as market as the market begins to shift and change from maybe a seller's market to a buyer's market, you know, what does that mean and how can you position yourself? And a lot of that comes through planning. And so I've always felt like, a, you know, if, if you have your sphere at the center, kind of the backbone of your business, and yet you, you're always thinking about strategically what can I focus on? Are there parts of the business that I can focus on that are going to be, you know, kind of um, in vogue over the next year, to, year or two or three or four um, that are going to help me augment, you know, and, and, and make up the difference for my sphere, uh, then, you know, that's going to be a really successful approach uh, to figuring out who your ideal client is. So, um, so again, you know, you can have this, you can just, there's people that are successful just focusing on their sphere for example, like let's say you have 200 people that you know, well, 
if 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 ten, if they're moving every 10 years, which is kind of the number now, they say it's a little less than that, but if people move about every 10 years, well, that's 20 people within your database that we know are going to move. And if you're super tight with those people, if you're in flow with them, that's 20 potential deals, which is a pretty good living. But problem is, you know, a lot of people don't get all 20 to, to list or buy with them. And, uh, and, and also, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. And so, um, so you have that, and then you have these non-sphere base, which a lot of people have grown businesses like that through Zillow and become Zillow premier agents and paid tens of thousands of dollars. And we know that works as well, but when you really look under the hood, you know, what is the profitability and what is the, just the framework of the business. And so, um, the, the point of this podcast is really just to get you to think about who is your ideal client and can you define that? And can you put that into a sentence or two so that it in, sticks in the back of your mind and it can help really guide you in where it is that you're spending your marketing dollars? Uh, you know, every time you see an advertisement, they have a target market and you see it by the actors that are in the commercials. You see it on the specific programs uh, and, and television stations that they're running those advertisements on or the magazines that they're running that on. And so in our real estate businesses, um, we don't want to just shoot from the hip. I mean, there's only 30%. We, we actually ran, ran this survey, which I'll mention probably several times in these podcasts, but only 30% of agents actually build a plan for themselves. And even fewer uh, actually follow it as they go through the year. And so this first pillar of ROS coaching is about vision and about clarity and about really um, having a more clear roadmap of where it is that you want to that, that you want to go. Without that, it makes it really, really difficult, really impossible to run a, a really solid business. And so, um, and if you think about it, it, it also parallels with life because if you don't have a clear plan of where it is that you want to go, it's really hard to get there and the goals that you want to achieve. And so, um, so I think that the the vision one of the things i've learned about vision is that it's not something that just typically comes to you i mean i always i guess you know i i i was always uh, jealous of those people who knew when they went to college exactly what they wanted to do but for most of us the clarity comes around you know trying new things and experimenting and talking to people and you know, collaborating with people and you're getting more clarity and you're getting more vision, the more you, you, you reach out and you take action on that. And so with our businesses, it's the same thing. You're not necessarily just going to come in and get your real estate license and know exactly where it is that you want to go with your business. You might have to talk to some other agents and you might have to hold, you know, open houses and knock on doors and do expired listings and uh, you know, just see and observe what other people are doing to find your specific niche. And that takes a while, you know, that's a couple of years of probably just really just observing and work, uh, working and talking to people. And eventually you find your groove and you find the people that, you know, that you'll want to work with. And so, um, so anyway, in this session, uh, let's just talk really quick about if, so if, you know, sphere is the center of your business, what are some areas that you can focus on that maybe would help augment that if, or if you want to focus on a specific area like a vertical segment? So in, in my world, 
you know, I think about uh, luxury. So in a specific area, maybe in a specific price point, I think you need to get that down. Like you could say, I'm going to focus on everybody above, you know, in my, in my area, gosh, it's like $5 million now. It would be ultra luxury. Um, you can do short sales and REOs like what I did back in 2008, which really saved me. You know, when I, what I did was when my sphere wasn't buying, I, I drove over to Spokane and I started doing some research on ba- different regional banks and I got a hold of Sterling Bank and I tell this story a lot to people um, and I took the REO manager out at the time which was just at the time like a really small department in 2008 well in 2011 they gave me 56 listings in one day and they gave me listings throughout you know throughout that whole the, 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 that those four or five years that they were taking back properties and so that's really saved my bacon because my sphere wasn't wasn't buying and it allowed me to perform at extremely high levels because I thought strategically kind of outside the box of where was the business going to be. And so even in the worst market that we've ever had, I actually, well, I've still, I think I made more money that year than I have all the other years. Um, uh, just because I thought outside the box and I, I thought about where the business was going. Um, Another vertical segment you could focus on is companies. You know, companies have 100, 200, 500 employees, 1,000 employees. Well, you can focus on helping those employees or helping those companies with their uh, real estate needs. Um, There's relocation. Um, There's focusing on industry-specific people that, that that are in touch some way with real estate, like financial planners or insurance agents. Um, you can focus on condos. Uh, you can focus on investors or flippers, um, equestrian, new construction, multifamily. Of course, there's a bunch of different commercial uh, vertical segments, retail. Um, there's also demographic. You can think demographically in terms of, say, millennials. You know, they, the millennials are, I think, over almost 50% of all the buyers now. Well, those millennials have certain needs and have certain, you know, uh, uh, things that they're looking at when they're out looking to buy. Um, and, and the baby boomers, you know, a lot of those people are looking at downsizing right now. So you can look at these different demographics and you can say, well, what, what really resonates with me? There's also different ethnic groups that, you know, buy in certain areas. Um, you can look at geographic farms. So just mapping by streets or specific communities, um, school boundaries, golf communities, 55 and older communities. So there's some, some of that. Um, there's also, uh, I never really thought about this, but this came up in some of our coaching programs where we're thinking about different industries and personality profiles within those industries. So, you know, a lot of your technology, your programmers and those kind of people, you know, they're very analytical. And so do you have that kind of a personality to bring, you know, to, to be able to relate with those people? So there's a lot of different things that you can consider when you're thinking about a specific uh, focus or a niche or an ideal client. But the key thing is just get one down and it may change over time, but, um, you, and it probably will, honestly, it'll change, but having it down into your plan is super important. And this is all part of the vision. So, um, so anyway, that's our session for today. Uh, we're going to go through in our next session, really the third, the third question, uh, and of, of our vision. So you want to stay in touch for that, but we're going to go through these eight questions that I talked about. 
um, which really include, you know, like core, your core focus, your, your ideal uh, value or your core, core values, rather your, um, uh, your ideal client, you know, what it is that you're looking for a 10 year plan and your marketing strategy and your three year plan and your big rocks and business issues and things like that. We're going to go through all of that and then several sessions that are coming. Uh, and I hope that you can join us as uh, we roll those out. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, make it a great week and a great day. We'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.